This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are covering the episode of ECW from June the 28th, 1994. Nate Maxson here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everyone. And ECW's own Mr. Chad Austin. Hello, people. And stay tuned to the end of this episode for a wonderful outtake from begin the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but uh, I want to uh, thank you all for joining <laughs> what the us this week. Say? Stay tuned to the end of the episode for the beginning of the intro to the outro. What the, what the hell is that? Did you just put a hat on a hat again? I did, and I I put a hat on a hat and went down a slip and slide on that one. Jesus. You want to hear the beginning? You gotta wait till the end. Yes. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's like a reverse battle royal. Yeah. Oh, reverse women's midget battle royal. I think there's gonna Amputee be one of those. At, I think there's gonna be one royal. of those at WrestleMania this year with the entire cast of Jackass in it or some shit. Well, we don't have a lot of. I have like a half a page of notes on this week's episode of ECW uh, coming out of Hostile City Showdown. Again, this is from June 28th, 1994. But first, Chad, do you want to do the question from a listener first here, or do you want to do that later? Um, let's go through the first match first, because does it have, does it have anything to do with the first match? Nope. Oh, then it doesn't matter. I don't care then. <laughs> well, here's the question. I got a question from a listener. For those of you that would like to ask Chad any questions here, you can always email me, relivingtheextreme at gmail.com. This is from- oh, you can come over. <laughs> I mean, from- I'm not that hard to find. I somehow put my 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 address on the internet. That's a new podcast, Front Porch Questions with Chad Austin. Yeah, I just sit here all day long answer kids in the neighborhood just knocking on my door asking me a question about Ricky Steamboat and shit. Are you sure you don't want you sure you don't want to ask the question in the middle of the program and play it at the beginning? Time warp. We're playing <laughs> yeah, the time warp again. <laughs> yeah, how about this? It's your show. Well, this is from a listener named Brian Wicker. He asks Chad. You have said a few times you don't like Tommy Dream. Where does the heat come from? Was it from an incident or just you don't like him as a person? Oh, great, great question. Because I just ran in, I just ran into him. Like I don't know what was it two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Remember I told you I was doing that Baltimore Celeb Fest thing? Yeah, and, and he was there, and I talked to him. I, I think it's just that, um, uh, honestly, it, it's kind of like a a rub heat from Paul. Okay. You know, because he was a Paul guy, mm-hmm. so you could you couldn't go to Tommy to politic if you were going to go against anything that you were you know you were doing that Paul you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of that he was just that guy. I don't know. I don't really not like the guy. <laughs> you know, like I like wish. Like, I hope he slips in a puddle of AIDS. I don't <laughs> hope that on him. But you know, I just can be like, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a um. Kind of like a teacher's pet type thing. What? Kind of like he's like the teacher's pet or whatever. Yeah, he's a company guy. Yeah, the guy who like reminded the teacher that they forgot to give homework, shit like that. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just the company guy, and he does the you know what's best for the company, and and for some reason it just didn't rub me the right way. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, was it not like he you know did anything to my cat? Was it like that from the beginning? Like, was he always like that from the minute that you met him, or did it did him and Paul get a relationship? Dude, I don't, I don't know because we even I, I was I was driving home. Listen to this, man. This is ironic that you said this. I was driving home from Delaware the other day, Friday, from work after coming dropping off some shit, and I drove past the place that I saw the exit, and I remembered that ECW ran a show there. It was like the third day of the Valley Forge weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it was Valley Forge that day. And then what day was the ECW arena? Was that Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Well, then Sunday would have been that show down there. And I passed the place and I haven't been there in you know decades. Mm-hmm. And I drive past and I was like, holy shit, I remember I wrestled here. That's That was awesome. But what was the original question? Who, who did I hit you with? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't think I had you with Tommy Dreamer. And and the and the last time I had the last time I talked to Tommy Dreamer, I um I I asked him. I said, um, he was at an MCW show, and I said, hey, do you think that shit that New Jack says about me is true? And he looked at me like he didn't even know who I was, you know. And he just goes, huh? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. You, you don't, you don't know who I am. Go talk yeah. to the guys from Dark Side of the Ring, would right. you? Go ahead, and hang yourself. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a problem with Dreamer. All I know is he's terrible and busted open when he fills in. Good Lord. He's, he ain't no fucking Bully Ray. Nah, nah. He's not that level of a personality at all. The Because the personality of a Danhausen. Shithausen. <laughs> Shithausen, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> he's he's all elite next week. I guarantee it. Um, We have footage to start this week's show, the June 28th show of ECW. Showing us footage from the Hostile City Showdown with the Funk, Terry Funk and uh, Rocco Rock scene at the from the Eagle's Nest, which we already discussed last week on the show. And then, like I <laughs> two said, weeks folks, before that, there there isn't too there isn't uh, too much on the bone for this week's show, so we'll try to make it as long as we can for you. We have the Funks entering the ring to some some interesting music from the WWE Network. Well, let them know which uh, it's Terry. It's Terry and Lemonhead. It's not yeah, Terry. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with the Lemonhead. Stop, stop with the Lemonhead. I mean, even though nobody listens to this, I mean, Archie might turn us into Marty. I mean, you can't be saying this stuff on, on the on the air over here. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> stop. <laughs> Just uh, enough. <laughs> Dory Funk does not look like a lemonhead. Yes, he does. Well, you can think that all you want. I'm just telling you. All right. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, uh, you know, Nate, do you, you run the website, right? Yes. Put up a poll. And, and I, <laughs> <laughs> writing this down. Does do you, do you think it looks like a lemonhead? <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what our listeners say. Does Dory Funk Jr. look like a lemonhead? I don't know. He doesn't. It's embarrassing. I can't believe you said that. Speaking of embarrassing, yeah. Willie is back on this episode. Willie yeah. Watts, like Bill Watts, back. And I'm assuming that we got Willie on this show and Joey on on the uh, Hostel City Showdown because obviously the Hostel City Showdown was a video release that would have come out. What do you think, Chad? When did, how long did how what was the time on when a show would happen versus when it could come out on video for ECW four weeks? Oh, dude, it was weeks. Yeah. It was weeks until they finished up. Um, hang on one second, well, guys. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was weeks until they finished up the Gilbert stuff mm-hmm. because Gilbert had hours and hours and hours and hours of just he taped everything so once they finished that up what what was their show an hour a week yeah and the tv show yeah the tv show was an hour a week so yeah and their house their house shows were been, could have been four hours you know <laughs> you know like three hours or whatever and you know they can just chop that up for you know weeks mm-hmm I guess you know to get them by to the next to the next taping, and there's there's clearly a, a, a proof of that kind of sort of here on this uh, show. This taping must have happened after after the Hostile City Showdown because when it when our Bob Ortiz introduces the Funks, he says at first this is the first time they've teamed in over a decade, and then Terry corrects him and says, "No, we teamed Friday night or whatever it was." He corrects Bob that hey, just a couple of days ago we. So, but that, that that they didn't say that on the on the on the WWE film, did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't Terry, catch Terry, that. Yeah, Terry walked over and corrected him and said something to the effect of, "We just we just teamed up two nights ago, or something like that." Don't oh, you know what? I I literally um that's 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 perfect timing. You said that because I think I was getting up to go get a beer, right? Mm. And then I heard when I heard him say like it's the first time they teamed up over in over a decade. My wheels started to spin, and I'm thinking, I, 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 they had to have, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no chance, and I bet you if I, if I had the enough, uh, if I had enough initiative and gave a fuck enough, I'd go into that room across the hall and look in that stupid ass room full of fucking DVDs. Or you could go on Peacock and watch them team up in the WWF in 1985. <laughs> well, see that 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 so. makes my room sound like it's not irrelevant anymore. <laughs> And I don't want to have that. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I know I got I got tens of thousands of useless products in there. I got some stuff that I stole when I used to work for Amway. This match here is Terry Funk and Dory Funk. 
against Hack Myers and Stevie Richards, or as they just call him here, Steve Richards. Which I believe is the first time we've seen him. Yep. On the channel. It is. Mm-hmm. So this is the debut of Steve Richards. With a fantastic mullet. And uh <laughs> Great well, what, did, what did we think about this one, other than the fact that it went way too long? Uh, there was a sign that said six pack Sully is Hack's barber. <laughs> that that right there tells you how great the match was when the first thing Aaron could talk about is the, the sign in, in the crowd. So he wasn't watching the match; he's watching the match. And, um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I I was happy with you're talking about the Hack Myers, right? Yep, dude. I I was just happy that Hack got to work with Dory. Like that popped me more than anything. <laughs> Because I, I had forgotten about it, and I'm just thinking like, "Hack's my boy," mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, he's out there, and, he, and, and they play the, the dumb, you know, the dumb WWE music kind of thing. And Dory co- comes out, and like literally, there's a guy behind him taking the sticks, moving his arms and legs <laughs> to get him to the ring. You know, good lord, I, I, I mean. That ship had sailed decades ago. Yeah, well, and two of my notes that I have, the few notes that I have, two of them are, first of all, Dory is moving in slow motion in this match. And I enjoyed it when Terry was in the ring with Hack. Oh, um, Dory or Terry, you said? I, li- I liked Dory and Hack when they were in the ring together, but whenever like, I, I, like I met Dory? Terry, Terry uh. and Hack, when Terry <laughs> and Hack were in the ring together, I liked it. Dory was moving in slow motion here. Like, oh, yeah. Like you that said, the ship the first... has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the first time that uh hack it's, had worked with terry that ship sailed it's capsized <laughs> there's lemon heads all over the lemon lemon heads. Heads. still haven't found any survivors like it's done <laughs> holy lord somebody call the police they did a viking funeral on that fucking boat he <laughs> set on fire be like see you later Hey, I just watched Jaws 2 today, by the way. <laughs> you guys know there was a Jaws marathon on? No. <laughs> well, turn the TV on. Watch I watched, it a while. I watched King of the, I watched King of the Hill all day today. That, that stupid shark. I can't believe he bit that fucking wire. <laughs> Electrocuted himself. He's dumb. What dumb shark. shark. Dumb shark. <laughs> Dark, the guy, the guy's beating him with a paddle <laughs> on, a, on a rubber raft, <laughs> trying to get him to bite this big wire, so he'll execute him. I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> get out of the water, Roy Shire. Anyway, he should have been in this match. The, but you're right. I do remember now. We did watch Hack wrestle Terry a few weeks ago because that was the match where Terry like hit hit Hack in the ass with the chair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I think Terry liked fucking hack, you know. I think so too, because I, I, like I said, in this, he they did Terry feeds for him really good in this match and makes him look good. Um, I just overall, I thought for what you're trying to do here, and that is to put over the legendary Funk Brothers, they went too long. That could have been by design. <laughs> do you got to say that every time you introduce them? <laughs> I think I think it, <laughs> I think it's in the, the legendary Funk Brothers. And it's the first time they've teamed in over a decade. You got to say that too. Good old lemon-headed funk brothers. <laughs> the, the lemon-headed funk brothers. <laughs> no, let's not lump. Let's not lump Terry Funk in here. <laughs> he's, he's not a lemonhead. <laughs> he's just helping his senile old brother <laughs> make a payday. It, it, yeah, it's starting to get. If, if you think that fucking. Uh, Dory's a lemonhead, and Terry's starting to be a bobblehead when he he's out there doing his promos. I don't know what the hell he's. I don't know what he's saying. Think they paid Dory and Werther's and pudding? <laughs> and pudding? Like pudding? <laughs> yeah. Old people like, like Bill Cosby pudding. Like old people like old people like Werther's and pudding. Like tapioca pudding. Oh, definitely ain't tapioca. <laughs> uh, that's the good shit. Is it go play? <laughs> Okay, anyway, match hat goes through a table, and then Dory hits him with a chair, and it's like I was like, "Well, that's the most exciting thing Dory Funk's ever done." Dude, they, how, <laughs> how great was that chair shot? I know that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the greatest thing I've ever seen Dory Funk do. Is like it wasn't like he didn't he, he didn't swing the chair. He did the whole deal where he throws it at you, where you you kind of expected to catch it, kind of spot. But he threw it in the right way where it was just quick enough that it actually kind of hit the guy first. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he threw that chair at that guy. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the guy, you know, the guy didn't get hurt. Or it was hack, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get hurt. That was. I mean, I hate when um we would do that spot where you got to grab the chair and, like, uh, I can't think of who else it was. But they make you, you want, they wanted you to hold it, like, out in front of you because they're going to, like, Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. He's gonna kick the fucking shit out of you. Uh, you know he don't give a shit how you hold that chair. You put that. You put all your arms underneath there. You grab your cats, throw them in there, a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Get a couple of your kids underneath there. That, that dude's jumping across that ring. And he's kicking you in the face. He's bandaminating your cats, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how that shit goes. The uh, they also let Stevie. Um, Stevie got a, uh, I think, a couple of super kicks on Terry and a couple of uh, near falls on Terry here. Um, and then Terry hits hits Stevie with a crazy looking pile driver. That pile driver was wacky. <laughs> Did you catch? Oh, that? I didn't. I didn't catch it. I don't know. Did you see it, Aaron? Yeah, it was like a reverse tombstone. It was yeah, kind of- it was really. It was. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't look. I, obviously, it was safe, but it didn't look safe. It was um, a reverse tombstone. So yeah. the other guy was giving it to the other guy. Well, no, like you know, like usually when you have a tombstone, they're like their bodies facing towards you, and then they like drop the sixty nine position. Yeah, this it was like different, but he just didn't. He didn't do like a regular front pile driver or whatever. He just it was weird, it was like a forty eight position. <laughs> <laughs> something to that effect essentially yeah it was like okay. Aaron said, it was like it was like a tombstone but stevie was facing away from from terry instead of towards terry so terry's eating ass oh, oh hey, backwards. yeah he was mm-hmm. he was belly to back yeah and it looked really awkward again like i said apparently you know it wasn't it was probably intended and it went as soon as it was supposed to go but it didn't look like it was um that's terry man and then they do the headlock spot that's exactly what I wrote. The headlock spot. <laughs> I put, are they really trying to get over the fucking side headlock? Really? As if the side headlock really needs to be getting over. It's a, it's a, it's an over move, man. What the fuck is going on? All the kids are doing it. Dory's like, I just learned an exciting hold. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, I gotta, I mean, I'll, I'll make this quick. Cause I don't know how much time we got, whatever. But the first night that I got into Ozark mountain wrestling for Bert, um, I got, I got on a bus and I went to the building and I got it and I didn't even meet the guy that I worked. I went right, got to the building, got dressed cause I was late, mm-hmm. got in there and got in the ring and I had no idea what this guy could do, whatever. And we did one of them little fucking, uh, hokey spots that you're talking about. I thought, what was his name? <sighs> fucking Billy McClarity. I think it was. How do we even get here anyway? <laughs> talking about the headlock spot so huh? are you saying like was is, did you do a headlock spot to start the match so you could actually converse with your opponents since you hadn't even talked oh to yeah yet? yeah that that's what I, that's what i mean yeah we did the headlock spot and we did it like just forever <laughs> because me and the guy never met each other right so like I'm, I'm getting in the ring and he's a big guy and i'm a small guy and we lock up and i'm just kind of like oh i don't i don't know what you could do and you don't know what i can do and what do you want to do and then we both kind of agreed, not a whole lot. <laughs> we're not going to do much. <laughs> no, we're not doing. This is not going to. This is not going to take a lot of time. <laughs> we're not going to waste this people's pe- money over here. And the finish is, uh, you're beating me with your a chop, right? Is that what you said? A chop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was more effective finish than this match. This match throughout the match had a number of spots that could have been the finish. But instead, the finish is the Funks alternating headlocks on Stevie Richards and then pinning him. Dude, did you not? Did you not like it? Not a fan. I liked it when Terry and Hack were in the ring. I did. That was fun. But overall, this went way too long and had a silly finish. To me, I I, I think. I mean, I, I want to hear. I definitely want to hear what Aaron has to say about this in a second. But I definitely think I I love the spot. I just think they didn't do it properly properly in in front of that crowd. Mm-hmm. It it should have been faster. They, they you know the spot was the spot was you, you I mean you know they kept coming in coming in but it should have been faster. Right. And they should have they should have did it like like 6 or 7 or 8, you know. Like make it a spot. They they did it to where it was just something. Yes, yeah, like you know I said. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying because it didn't look like 
It didn't it look going effective anywhere. enough. Yeah, it didn't look effective effective enough to be the finish of a match. Yeah, but if they would have just kept tagging in and out and just cranking in on the headlock, Dory could have did the whole deal where he cranks in and drops to his knee, you know? Mm-hmm. Tags back in Terry. Terry comes in, elbow to the back of the head, back in the neck, you know? Tag back in, you know? That that could have been something, but oh my goodness. Aaron, Aaron what were your thoughts on the, this whole He's thing? dumbfounded. It was too long. It was boring when fucking Dory was in there. And um, the headlock thing was stupid. The thing should have ended when they fucking put Hex big ass through the table and smacked him in the face with a chair. Like, that's, <laughs> an that's an ending to a match. Not 17 side headlocks and a, and a fucking <laughs> hip toss. That's not a fucking finish. What? A hip toss? Somebody, somebody did a hip toss? Like Dory, like basically hip tossed him into a pin or whatever, and that's how it ended. <laughs> he, he, he said he basically hip tossed him into a pin. Like, can you, is that somebody in the back saying, Look, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to hip toss you into a pin? Is that, that, was, it, that was the finish. Is like, that's Jesus. how it was explained to him? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Terry and Lemonhead overstayed their welcome. <laughs> oh, enough of the Lemonheads. <laughs> Getting carried away now. After after the match is over, they show us footage again of the Public Enemy and the Funks and their match at Hostile City Showdown. And then we get a promo from the Public Enemy. They say they're in the Bronx. I don't know where they actually are, but they say they're in the Bronx. Um, and they're talking about the fact that on the 16th of July, which is going to be Heat Wave, which we will be able to watch, it is available. Um, they are going to be facing the Funks again, this time in a barbed wire match. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, how long do you think it's going to take Dory to get into the ring during that? <laughs> I'm, I'm suspecting that I don't see much out of Dory in that match. <laughs> I think I remember that. I, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely with there. Was I on it, do you know, by any chance? Did you look at the lineup? No, I didn't. But I think but, you are on it. I, yeah, I think I was, and I I think Dory was uh, wasn't a big part of that match. I'm, I'm gonna guess you're right because I can't see Dory Funk, you know, wrapping himself in barbed wire. Yeah, it was a Terry Funk show. Mm-hmm. You know, because it would have been, um, let's just say, uh, I don't know. I mean, who would who would Terry want to pair up with? Like Teddy? Pro- yeah, probably. Probably because Teddy will. Get, knows what he wants to do and knows how to do shit and just let Derry, Dory go out there and just beat the shit out of Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, is that, that way you think it's the way it went? Or just, just, yeah, just uh, have, let, Dory gets to lay Johnny down on the ground and just do the little punches and put him yeah, in Yeah, pretty much. That, that's the way it goes, right? Yes. Yeah. And you are, you are on the heat wave. Mikey Whipwreck. Yes. You're fighting Mikey. Yeah, you're you're against Mikey Whipwreck at Heat Wave, so we'll be talking about that in a few weeks. At Heat Wave ninety four? Ninety four, yes. I thought we already did this show. We did we did uh Hostile City Showdown, but we haven't oh. done Heat Wave yet. Like that was my uh oh, that's gonna be a show that we, we might want to tease for the listeners um for a later date because that's the show that was my downfall. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, let me <laughs> yeah, it was. Down. It was that. That was the show that was my downfall from me working for ECW, and it wasn't like, um, you know, I was, I got, I was some jilted wrestler mm-hmm. that got released. I just said, I'm done doing this. Like, you know, I'm not Donnie Allen. I'm not, I'm not Herve Renesto. I'm not even Rastor Beneficio. I'm not Sal Balomo. You know. I ain't the Canadian Wolfman. I can't be coming out here every single week getting beat up like this. <laughs> and then I got to explain to my employer at 7-Eleven that uh, <laughs> I got black eyes. It was a hip talk. <laughs> you ever heard of 911? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well, a doozy of a show, man. After the public enemy promo, which I don't know if you guys have any comments on the promo itself, but no, it was bad. I don't even have any notes of public get him even being on the show. Yeah, they sign off with cash rules, everything around me. So there you go. Just That's a couple right. plumps in front of a fucking fence. Yeah. Spouting <laughs> things. Oh, is that when they were kind of sitting outside? Yeah. Supposedly uh, yeah, in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. I, I was Probably not. I think I, think I was washing my car during that. 
Johnny's Johnny's locks were flowing in the wind. It was terrible. <laughs> and now there's there's always a ton of fucking. I, I just imagine. Could you just literally think? Do they really dress like that? And walk around down there. You know. How are they not getting beat up? <laughs> That's my point. Like they they walk walk walking around dressed the same, wearing. You know, I don't, I mean, believe me, I'm not a homophobic person or whatever, but that's what they look like. And they're out there walking around holding hands and, you know, Casuals I, I don't know what around me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing out there, but I'm afraid to know. <laughs> I don't even want to ask. The next deal on this show is a promo from Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes talking about the fact that tonight they are going to be having a cage match with the Bruise Brothers. Um, Shane essentially, you know, the gist of his promo is that he's a ring general. He's the general in the ring. He's the leader. And then Mr. Hughes, of course, his promo is about being the man. I don't think he brought up Undertaker or Lex Luger this time. No, I put that actually in my notes that I'm very proud of Curtis Hughes to get through a whole promo without bringing up the Undertaker or Lex Luger. Are you sure he didn't? He did not. (laughs) I was like, I am so proud of you, big cat. I don't know, because I think I was waiting. I think I may have heard one of them. It's like when a baby steps for the first time, you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, I'll take your word for it, but I I guess maybe it was wishful thinking. uh, And then we get a promo from the Bruise Brothers talking about the upcoming cage match, and I don't have any notes on it other than a Bruise Brothers promo. I got a note. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The one Bruise Brother, I think it's Ron, is trying to talk about how um, um, Shane said that he was a he was a general, and he tries to say that they're kick button pirates or privates, but he doesn't get it completely out right. So he just goes, "Me and my brother, we're a couple butt pirate pirates." <laughs> no way, <laughs> we're a couple butt privates, is what he says. Because <laughs> I rewound it, and I'm like, "Did he say he's a butt pirate?" <laughs> and that was the Harris brothers. <laughs> yeah. That he stumbled over his words like I just did and said, we're a couple butt privates. <laughs> Dude, they, they, these two fucking goose, I don't give a shit how big and bad they are. Like, they were also involved in one of the, because I used to have this tape that I made. I called it Wrestling's Cheapest Matches. And it was all, it was just the worst people, like job guys and the worst beat, you know, like just a crappy tape or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh my god! And what, what was the guy's name? You just said it was probably. I think it was Don Harris. Yeah, and it was the Harris brothers, and they had just gotten to Memphis, and they were sponsored. They were sponsored by the Sawyer Brown Band, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my god! And they were like, Lance was like, let's bring them out. It's the Blue Denim Bruise Brothers, and they came out and they were clean shaved and clean looking. And they go, hey, it's a pleasure, Ron and Don Harris, to have you in the area. And um, we look forward to having you wrestle. And when Lance Russell put the microphone in the one of them two fucking idiots' mouth, the guy goes, he would go, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he, he stepped back and laughed. <laughs> and then came back and tried. I'm like, dude, you already blew that. <laughs> like, don't come back. Let the brother, why did the brother slide in? <laughs> yeah, and well, and it, it's Memphis TV, so there is no going back because it's live. <laughs> I know, Damn. but the other guy, the other brother could have slid in and said, What he's trying to say is, Yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's excited to be here. But the guy said, He's a mutual, mutual, mutual liberty. Dyslexic Don, he's got dyslexia. Oh, dude, it's um. You have to find it. It, ha- it has to be on YouTube. It has to be. It's because they were they were they're wearing they're wearing white trunks, and they're and they're like sponsored by the Sawyer Brown. And I'm thinking, who's sponsoring them? The Sawyer Brown band. I didn't know Buzz Sawyer had a butt band. No. Ron and Don are now the butt privates. <laughs> butt privates. <laughs> wow, fine, fine by me. I don't give a shit. The um. The next thing on the show is a highlight video, a hype video for a match we're going to get to see next week. As we review next week's show, it is Sabu versus the one and only Chad Austin. 
Oh yeah, I was. We were all ecstatic. I, I looked at. I didn't even tell Jess that it was me. She was. She was. She was. I didn't even want to say, "Hey, look, I'm on next week." Oh, and it said Sabu. I went. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, we will definitely dig into it next week. Were yeah, you, I mean, um, I I would. Here's one. We something that we really. I really want to get into. Like what? What do you think? could have been like my role because I clearly didn't understand my job there. I clearly didn't because that's why I went to work for Smoky Mountain and then went to work for Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really you, didn't know what I had going on in ECW. Like, well, you know, you have, Paul never communicated with anybody and told right. anybody anything. It was like, you kind of show up and then all of a sudden you're kind of working. So, like, how was I supposed to know, you know, where I fit in? You know, you know what I'm saying? Watching the show, I feel like what you where where I guess what I'll say is I'm trying to think like Paul watching the show is he he tried he was trying to get to what he eventually did with Mikey in that he you had like the upset kid deal going on with JT and then he's got the upset kid thing going on with you. And then he gets the upset kid thing going on with Mikey, and it seems like out of you, the three of you, he settled on Mikey. Does that make sense? Well, Mikey was a New York guy, mm-hmm. so Mikey was going to win nine times out of ten because that's how that's how that locker room became towards the end of my era. So that's mm-hmm. basically probably how it became the end of the whole entire era. Right. It was all you know because as soon as um. Like I have nothing against Bubba or Bully, nothing. But when then all them guys, they're all from New York. Mm-hmm. Dreamer, you know. I mean, Ra- I mean, Raven was homeless somewhere around New York. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where. I don't know exactly where. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah. it all became it all mm-hmm. became clicky because Paul knew Paul knew where he wanted to go. So he was keep he was just taking care of like his people, you know, right? Them guys that he had plans for, like even though him and Taz didn't like each other, he knew Taz was a top guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I said, I, I I see what you're saying about at that time being in your situation, like uh, you know, where do I where do I fit into this situation? But like I said, look, I guess looking at it from hindsight and having watched these shows as we've watched them, it's kind of, I guess, what I think is he was trying to cast an underdog character and at first was using, like I said, using you and or JT in that role. And then when Mikey comes along, he settles on Mikey. And I didn't know about the New York connection with Mikey, to be honest. I have to plead that I was ignorant there. So now that makes sense to me. Yeah, Mikey also came with the ring. That helps too. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember that? Remember that fucking um, that slice, Paul Loria. Mm-hmm. It, it was on shows back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was the ring guy, or he, or if it wasn't him, it was Johnny Rods. But it was still Mikey and Paul Loria that was bringing the ring. And then I think it became I don't know what his name is. It, uh, it, I call him Super Sack because he doesn't wear a fucking cup or underwear in his single. Gino Caruso. <laughs> Gino Super Sack Caruso. <laughs> that dude will never get a head scissor on me ever. <laughs> that's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 I mean, yeah, ECW became a New York thing. And it, and it became a New York thing as quick as the Dudleys came in. Okay, which isn't too far away from this, I don't think. Well, I mean, look who's still there. I'm still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you still see Hack? Yep. You still see Hack. And then you, what, you still see Donnie. I mean, you, you don't see Rebel as much, right? I guess that's about on, on, on the end, right? Should be. Yeah. We But we always say that. <laughs> it pops should, up like it, yeah, should it, be. it should be. It's taped. It's stuff and, <laughs> and you're still wishing that it should be gone like, <laughs> it's not like it's a live show coming up and I, you're hoping that the character <laughs> of the show died you're like it's taped oh but it should be <laughs> I, just, I just keep calling rock and rebel the bad penny every week when we do the show um but yeah we're gonna see sabu and chad next week they show us uh footage from hostile city showdown with the sandman tommy cairo debacle as the trailer um, part turns. 
Yes. The title of this feud is as the trailer part turns. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then we I get the slam through the hourglass. We're supposed to be like credible like journalists right. over here, man. <laughs> he said Seriously. like I mean, Nate, Nate, is, Nate is clearly <laughs> an honest and, and, and a noteworthy journalist over there who takes this job very, very seriously, Aaron. And, and, you, and you're out there cracking wise. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I had to do something to save this. What, the show? <laughs> like, I didn't, I had to just there wasn't anything to. Really... I have like I have like seven potential titles for this show now. <laughs> so if that if that tells you anything, <laughs> the trailer park turns. What are some of the other ones? <laughs> I'm not I'm not taking a head scissors from Gino Caruso. That's too long. But <laughs> super sad. He is super sad. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to see this. <laughs> Holy mackerel! <laughs> Especially on the boardwalk of Atlantic City when it's like 105 degrees, and he's standing out in the in the, in the middle of the ring in the beach, and and it, it, you know, it's, wow, it's starting to dangle. It's trying to look like a spokesman for Gold Bond, Jesus, <laughs> dude. Yeah, super sag, man. We get your standard Sandman woman promo on Tommy Cairo, of course. Pay me, <laughs> pay me for my house, Tommy. Pay me for my wife, Tommy. Just pay me, Tommy. And, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The the dude's like the the dude's like the girl here. She don't pay anything. She, she's not going to pay. And is <laughs> and it, not is it do anything? Is it me or as much as we've talked about this feud being a good thing and that it is evolving the character of the Sandman? Has or has not this feud jumped the shark? Like, well, I don't know. Don't you think this is? Yeah, like I, like I was just explaining. It's like um. It is. It's jumping the shark, but it's trying to like put the exclamation point, you know, or the period. I guess you could say on it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get this over with, <laughs> please. <laughs> like, you know, pay your was it pay your bills? Are we still doing that thing? Yep, we're still beating that horse, you know. And that's what I was saying. Like, it doesn't. It's not going anywhere at this point. You're just treading water. It's time to move on. You know. Yeah, so it it has to be squashed, and I'm sure we're not too far away from Tommy Cairo being removed. But we say that every single week. <laughs> like we're we're gonna watch like Hardcore Heaven '97, and Tommy Cairo and Rock and Rebel are gonna be on the fucking show. <laughs> They're just gonna show up out of nowhere and have a kendo match, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like they they should be like hologrammed on all the all the big ECW shows. Give us a hologram of Tommy Cairo like and Rock and Rebel. Both of them are kind of dead, right? Well, Tommy just had a birthday. Okay. <laughs> well, you can still have a birthday. Jimi Hendrix had a birthday, too, recently. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you saying? I just think it's funny that he had, like, a birthday three days ago. You're like, I think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> my problem so in the past few weeks on this in the past few weeks on the show we've put 911 in an early grave apparently and Tommy Cairo oh, give I, me a minute I'm sure I can find some others <laughs> yeah. it's the, the wrestling m- business okay, you just put a whole bunch of names in a hat and just throw it up in the air <laughs> the next match Mike Sharp yeah <laughs> I don't know if he's dead. I don't know if Mike Sharp's dead Mike, or not. Mike, I think Sharp's, dead. Mike Sharp's dead. Oh. Uh, Baron Miguel Sacluma? He's dead. Oh, he has to be, right? With a haircut like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not fit for this generation. <laughs> the, ne- the next match on the show, our last match on the show, is a cage match, as we were referring to earlier. Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes against the Harris bo- brothers, or the Bruise brothers, as they're called here. Um, the butt pirates. <laughs> During the match, I put down. We said good job earlier to Mister Hughes for not bringing up Lex Luger and the Undertaker. <laughs> During the match, Willie Watts brings up Lex Luger and the Undertaker when discussing Mister Hughes. Um, he also says the Bruce Brothers are butt kicking fools. It's butt right, kick, butt kicking fools. Butt kicking. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, 
what what else are they gonna be? I mean, you clearly can't say butt kicking motherfuckers. So, I mean, there there some butt, there's some butt kicking somebody's. If Black Bill Watts Jr. would have said these guys are butt kicking motherfuckers, I would have said you have redeemed yourself for a month and a half's worth of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like you have contributed nothing to anybody's existence until the day you said these guys are butt kicking motherfuckers. <laughs> oh no! Well, then Paul Heyman shows up and he saves the day. Yes, he does, and he tells he tells Willie Scootwatt how much he sucks. Who did you say showed up? Bronze drum. Paul. <laughs> Paulie. Paulie shows up to help. Bron Breaker to help with commentary. Pretty much tells. uh Tells Willie Scoop Swats that he sucks and then hypes the match between Shane and Sabu on July 16th. Um, he says he's the worst commentator. Uh, he's the worst commentator on television since David Crockett retired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he, he, so he thinks David Crockett's worse than Bob Cottle. Oh, good Lord. Maybe, maybe Bob Cottle just didn't pop into his mind because David Crockett is so bad that it kind of sticks out. Yeah. Yeah, David but, uh, is terrible. What was that? Who was that? Was that Mean Gene that one time was interviewing Jesse Ventura on a Saturday Night's main event? And Jesse Ventura was so, or uh, Mean Gene was so nervous when he was holding the mic. He says, you know, keep the mic still, Mean Gene. Are you holding a microphone or a vibrator? <laughs> like he said that on a Saturday Night's main event. I remember that, yes. And 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 you look at Bob Cottle. It looks like he's he's gonna accidentally hit the guy in the face with a microphone <laughs> because he's, he's spinning around like he's the guy from the match game, <laughs> you know, with that big long ass microphone. It's like a big wand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, let's, let's talk about our guests. It's like, who we got up on the panel? There's uh, Paul, Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Jones uh, Jimmy Valiant. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> baby doll, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Pork job cash. <laughs> Pork job cash. One of the moon and dogs. We're not sure which one. <laughs> moon dogs black. And John and John Ritter. Look at that. Playing, playing the part. <laughs> well, what we got we we got some we got some memorabilia from John Ritter. Playing the part of Charles Nelson Riley. There's Jim Barnett. How you doing, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. I, I could see that in the spot for John Ritter. They just have like a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got from like costume. Or whatever. Well, there you go. That's the best we could do. Bob Cottle hosting the wrestling match game. <laughs> there's nothing of Bob Cottle. Like you, you know, there, there's not. There's, there's no Mrs. Cottle. There's no little kid Cottles. I mean, there is nothing of him. He's gone. I want to see. I want to see Bob Cottle host the wrestling match game. You want to see what him and Mr. Wrestling Two do? What? I want to see Bob Cottle host the wrestling match game. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't there a wrestling trivia game on TV? Huh? I don't know. And it needs to be hosted by Bob Cottle. <laughs> I, well, I mean, seriously. <laughs> because because people are, you know what? The, the best part about it is, is that if, if you put it on like during the middle of the day, like the game show network, whatever, people are going to tune in and they're going to start donating money. Because they're going to see him shaking and twitching out there. <laughs> and they're going to think it's a telethon. But it's a game show. Yeah, so yeah, why not? Let's give, to this, poor, let's give to this poor old bastard. Bob Cottle out there. <laughs> this, this cage match, uh, I don't have a lot of notes on it other than it wasn't terrible. But it was. It was too about Bob Cottle. It was too long. It was too long. It was too long. Um, the, one of the Harris boys kicks Shane Douglas through the door. For the win, so Shane and Mister Hughes win pretty much by accident, um, and I think this might be the end of this feud. And I think the Harrises after this are on their way to Smoky Mountain, aren't they? I don't think they're around much longer. Yeah. Well, do you have a? 
Um, I mean, did you do any homework on when they started in Smoky Mountain? No. I'm just going so, for But you, you're just assuming that it's like, you know, a couple of months after this? I'm assuming so. Bastards. What's that? What'd you say? You lazy bastard. Yeah, pretty much. You know what happens <laughs> when you assume, right? Yeah. Well. I don't know. I mean. They, um, they aren't on Heat Wave. I'm looking at the Heat Wave card, and they're not on Heat Wave. So we'll see. Aaron's not. Well, he wasn't on Heat Wave. Who did Aaron work? Herbie Ernesto? 911, I think. <laughs> oh, it was me and Aaron? <laughs> it's pretty epic. I could just imagine that. Like, did you ever did you ever see that dude, the Jersey Devil? The guy who got choke slammed. Like he got choke slammed one time. He was a Jersey was- Devil. Um you might know you might know the story that's a little more mal- you know, malicious, but it, he was involved in the Feinstein shit. Mm, okay. That kid Doug. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I love that kid. Like I really like that kid. And and I did the the most I could for that dude. And um I didn't have any idea about that fucking that lifestyle. Not that right. I gave a shit, but I didn't need like I don't it's it's like I don't want anybody walking in on me and Jess. Mm-hmm. You know? Because there's a fat cat laying in the middle of us. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. <laughs> but um I, I didn't want to walk in on that. Two dudes naked laying, you know. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Oh, see you downstairs." When, when, whenever you're you're ready, and and then that's when all the fine that's, that's right around when all the Feinstein stuff came out. Like mm-hmm. they weren't good at that at all. They were terrible at keeping that shit secret, confidential. <laughs> One of the worst kept secrets ever. <laughs> yeah, well, another, Eddie, Eddie I think the other worst kept about- secret is uh, drink and drive. <laughs> What's that Eddie Murphy joke when he talks about doesn't care what people do but doesn't want to know about it? Like when he's done playing basketball with a buddy, he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna go get a drink," and the other guy's like, well, "I'm gonna go suck a dick." Be like, "Oh, okay, well have fun." <laughs> 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 yeah. <Lord. laughs> yeah, I I kind of do that shit kind of a lot too. Like not not in that same sense, <laughs> but when people say what they're gonna do, I just like, "Nope, not me, man. I'm going fucking home." Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got some. I either can watch some good St. Louis wrestling, or I could watch some bad St. Louis wrestling. Either way, it's going to be entertaining. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be sitting on that sofa watching. <coughs> I, yeah, I still have a box of tapes right here. I'm looking at right now that I got to do. Good lord. <laughs> well, to end this ECW show, they we're not Shane, done it. Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer will face each other next week. And then they show, once again, the promo that we've already seen. Cactus Jack spitting on the WCW tag team title and throwing it down, um, cutting the promo on Sabu. And, guys, overall, I thought this show was kind of a bust. I'm glad we got an hour out of it, but it was kind of a bust. It was a utility show. It wasn't – I mean – I'm not going to say it was, what do I want to say? It wasn't unwatchable, but it was boring. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much, much more other to say than it, it. Like these shows have just become more and more like totalitarian to speak, sort of. It's just to serve like the content, mm-hmm. you know, put content up. We're not going anywhere. We're not giving you anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're giving you content. But it's nothing. It's the same shit. Yeah, like I said, it's just yeah. You're just you're just waiting here. You're just waiting um, in the water. Um, I don't know. I, I like I said, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that I was just like booing the show. I was like boo, this is garbage. It just it was it wasn't it wasn't anything to. I mean, it, I guess it was something to write a little bit of notes about. But I probably booed it once. <laughs> it was what it was, Aaron. It was mild chili. Like you just eat it, you're like, okay, this is okay. But it's just like this is just okay. There's no, there's no life to it. There's no spice to it. This was a mild bowl of chili, in my opinion. I mean, I I don't (laughs) eat chili, but you should. Fuck no, dude. I I do. I already have enough gas, gastrointestinal, (laughs) whatever it is, gastrointestinal problems. I don't need it anymore. That's, that's why I'm upstairs doing the show because I was downstairs farting and just like upstairs. <laughs> Stop sticking up my living room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking up the downstairs. And, and she hates it when I when I really got to fart and I go over and I fart by the by the um 
the heater thing. You know what I mean? The big heater thing in the room. Bake, bake it a little bit. Because <laughs> it's the it's, it's, the air in. And then I fart the whole house up. Like, I definitely watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia too much because I've turned into Frank. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, all, 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 all in all, um, show wasn't great. Not great at all. But I don't know. I mean, haven't we been saying this, Nate, for the longest time? It's, it's just like a it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But we just can't figure out, like, like where the foundation is at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, like we know that that Paul has high hopes on what Shane? Yep, Taz, Taz, Sabu. Um, he, want, he really wants Tommy to get over Tommy, you know. And at, at a certain level, you would say public public enemy. Mm-hmm. What Mister Hughes to a certain level, but that's that's a rental right there to begin with, right? Um, other than that, like I don't know who you know. At this point, and I don't know if you can say I don't know if you can say yes or no or not. If you know, if you know, at this point, had had Terry Funk, I guess, bought in. Like as far as like he's going to be a Pauly guy, and 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 I know he I know he whines, he does some WCW stuff here in '94, but overall, has he bought into ECW yet, or do you think he's just working it like it's an indie at this point? Well, I I can just tell you that I was there at that little. Uh, meeting that Terry had with all the boys, and he said that this is um, this is it. This is a revolution. This is uh, you know the whole the Terry Funk, right? The my last, the my last thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. All that, like, dude, you're still standing. They shut up, fall down. This is your last standing. <laughs> Just get out of here. You're but, the you know, but you know, but yeah. It, it's it was just kind of like it was another one of them. Mm-hmm. It's like every what four years, three years, he'll go to Japan and he'll he'll claim he's going to retire and he'll go to fucking India. I said I was no longer going to wrestle in Osaka. Yeah, I never said anything about Tokyo. <laughs> but then he goes back there and he goes, oh, "No, I I never said Osaka. I said with Sako." <laughs> drink sake. I said I was never going to drink yeah, sake. I'm never again. Going to, yeah. Look, go back three or four times. <laughs> I, I never said I was going to date Oscar. Like, he, he can go back as much as he wants because he's, a, you know, he's, <laughs> he's like like me. And granted, you know, no chance I'm even putting myself anywhere near the category of Terry Funk. Or I don't even live in the same fucking country as he lives in. But, um, yeah, like when I when I when I was done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, and he kept coming back, and that's a credit to somebody that you know. If 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 I'm done doing what I'm doing, and I don't want to do it anymore, it's either going to take like one or two things to get me out of the house: my love for still wanting to do it, or a lot of fucking money. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So what did Terry do it for? But, Combination uh, of both. Man. You know. Yeah, him, help, him him helping out with ECW and helping it get as popular as it did was definitely out of his love for the business. So because of that, when he wasn't making enough money, that's when he'd go work for Vince for six months, you know, to get the payday, and then back to ECW or what have you. You know what I mean? I don't understand how Terry Funk's not making enough money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, where where are you not making enough money at? Where where for? What thirty five years? You should have, you know, saved the money you made. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, granted that you know the, the, the inflation has changed and all, but yeah, you should probably have enough money. You could probably get by. Yeah, damn Terry. <laughs> but you don't need to have to come back with your knees all wobbly and rickety, and <laughs> that, that, that that spot that he does when the guy hits him with the chair and his knees all like buckle and stuff it's a shoot because his knees are about to fall apart yeah <laughs> well i mean he's got to buy all that cattle for the ranch oh of course he's got to buy the cattle pay for that home that Lemonheads in like <laughs> he's, got, he's got to go out there and work it he's still pissed off because eddie gilbert never showed up <laughs> he, he's still down there going eddie gilbert what show your face he's like hey terry eddie died like three years ago uh <laughs> God damn. <laughs> He'll do anything to get out of coming up here. 
Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, I want to thank Chad and Aaron for joining me this week and thank our listeners for joining us. Any parting words for everybody this week, guys? We made an hour. I'll be damned. No, I'm just glad you all listen, and I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm proud to be part of this project. Me too, and enjoy the beginning of the show that you're about to hear at the end. Aha! It's like M Night Shyamalan. There's a twist. What are you going to air some of the earlier stuff? <laughs> Outtakes at the <laughs> listen up, Archie Mitchell. You're going to want to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week around on Reliving the Archie. All right, listeners. Obviously, every single week before we go on the air and after we go off the air, your co-hosts of the show have some conversation. And this week we thought it was uh, entertaining enough to put at the end of the show. Well, (laughs) the other guys thought we were recording anyway. And that was the show. But I have some audio from before we recorded this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme to share with you at the end of this week's show. little outtake situation, if you will. So take a listen and thank you once again, as we said, for joining us each and every week as we are Reliving the Extreme. And we'll see you next time around. Check out this bonus audio and we appreciate you, everybody. I have a question from a listener. For you oh is the question is was it you asked him a question no, <laughs> and no it was I, why? I, I actually got an e- <laughs> got an email from a listener <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yeah if we don't get many questions that could be a thing i don't think any podcasts do that we just pick a random listener and make them answer a question. <laughs> make them answer a question. <laughs> like, so what every single week we're we'll calling archie mitchell bam got it in already <laughs> Who's your hey, favorite I'm on fire today. Got the Archie Mitchell in at the beginning of the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. I, hey, hang on. I, I was listening. I was listening to a show today. I don't know what show it was. It may it may have been two shows ago, and I, I was laughing at the fact that I was going on and on about Archie Mitchell. <laughs> is it the and one I'm, where I was? It the one where I said he was the human resources guy. <laughs> I I don't remember what it was. All I kept saying was, I don't know why, but I'm infatuated with this guy. <laughs> I have no idea what he looks like. Anything. I just I could have my I just have my own like cre- like ideas in my head of what he looks like. And I'm thinking, this is Archie Mitchell. <laughs> if you put like six people in a lineup, I bet you I could find you the Archie Mitchell. Fine. He can't talk though. He can't can't give it away. <laughs> So he'll never come on. Uh, I'm sure one day we can have him on. He actually told me he'd like to come on when we get to Shane Douglas throwing the belt down. Oh, so he's like a Lou Kippelman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Oh, he only wants to talk when it's uh, oh, poignant for him. Sweet Archie. Uh, <laughs> oh, swanky Archie Miller. <laughs> swanky Archie. <laughs> that's, his, that's his gimmick now. Oh, my God. He's going to have a cane. <laughs> if, he, if he shows up with a cape. <laughs> that sounds like something you get from a girl or a give to a girl. A swanky Archie. <laughs> swanky Archie. <laughs> look, it up in the, look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Oh my goodness! Take her home last night. Ever squeeze the Well, please tell me you're getting this on tape because we ain't gonna have a whole lot more to talk about. It is, it is recorded. You're gonna walk right for a week after that, Swanky Archie. <laughs> swanky Archie. <laughs> That's gonna be in that, that like that book that has all the sex terms and stuff. <laughs> Karma Sutra. <laughs> Swanky Archie. Hey, Jess. It's on page seven. Hey, hey Jess. Have you ever heard of the Swanky Archie? Um, She she hasn't no. She hasn't heard of it either. You're going to find out later. (laughs) Well, she's got some swinger friends, so. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Well, we already figured the name out of this show out. (laughs) That's that's the best thing ever. (laughs) 
That's that's clearly the best the best thing I've heard all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells you everybody didn't do a whole lot. I really didn't, didn't watch a whole lot. <laughs> Which uh, brings us to the the six twenty eighth show, right? Nineteen ninety four. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.